when you last tuned into the creative block, we had treasure groaning <laughs> that we selected Golden Corral for the creative jam here. And today we're going to bring to you our takes on the brief. If you haven't listened to the last episode, go back and check it out. We talked a lot about brand influencers, celebrity, social media mashups for brands that bring new perspective or opportunities for marketing. So today we wanted to take a brand that is mature and bring it to a new era with the help of another brand or celebrity or influencer that can make it more robust for the changing times. Welcome to The Creative Block, the dopest spot for exploring all things tech, brands, and culture. We're a group of emerging creatives that come together after hours to pick each other's brains about any topic. And whether it's educational, thought-provoking, or just plain weird, it's always a vibe with us. So if you're at our block party, you've probably found yourself daydreaming about how the world could be and how the whole squad can win. Follow us on IG at the Creative Block Podcast and hit subscribe to come kick it with us every other Thursday on the Creative Block. Think about Golden Corral, your experience there and where they're at in society and where culture is at right now. Today, we're going to talk to you about our suggestions for where we could take this brand with the help of some friends. It's funny that you say suggestions. Like, like Golden Corral, please, if you want more people, we suggest that you do this. We can't force you, but we suggest. At the same time, people stand Golden Corral. People stand Golden Corral. Despite the pandemic, their model remains popular. With <laughs> treasure screwing up her face. Yes, some people are just immediately no. Immediately no. When it comes to a buffet style, whether it's the people. Can you stop referencing TikTok? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> immediately no. Immediately. Um, the typical Golden Corral customer is over 65 years old. And I'm sure that has a lot to do with how they feel about food, health, what they like, their palate. And also just general habit. Golden Corral has been around since the 70s. And the model that they're working with has been replicated. There's many other chains like Texas Roadhouse or Old Country Buffet. Ponderosa. Ponderosa, yeah. So it's very popular or it was popular for quite some time. And while millennials are looking at- Morrison's Cafe. What cafe? Maybe this was only a Virginia thing. We used to have a thing called Morrison's Cafe. It got renamed to Piccadilly. Oh, uh, crazy. Huh. (laughs) It was attached to a mall. I'm going to find it anyway. Find it. I've never heard of that. Keep on going, SP. We used to fuck up the Piccadilly. It had the jello with the fruit in it. (laughs) There's certain items people just love. At Golden Corral, people love the steaks. People love the bread, the rolls. And surprisingly, despite being an older type brand, I mean, when you look at the social media of this brand, it is serving Shoney's menu <laughs> food pictures. But for some reason, they've been able to pivot. They've been able to keep going throughout the pandemic. They've closed some locations, but they are still holding strong. They've been able to incorporate takeout. Some of them are playing with curbside models just to address the whole shift in restauranting that's happening right now. But I mean, 
they got a hold on the girls. Maybe not Treasure, maybe not Jeremy, but I surely have been there at least listen, twice listen, since the pandemic. I have, wait a minute. Yes, I've been there. Since the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, I went there. I went there with you my bo, family. Bo, because, because I was off of buffets, right? But the pandemic made me even more off of a buffet. Okay. Ain't got shit on COVID. I'm going to just say that. I don't even eat at the Whole Foods buffet no more. You are a brave soul. I am. I really (laughs) am. I'm definitely not a germaphobe. I'm definitely not a germaphobe. And having worked in a restaurant before, I think the whole buffet situation is really just a mental thing because you can see it. All types of stuff be going on behind the scenes. It, It can't be that much. It is though. People be touching so, things with their hands. People be so mixing stuff on the floor. People don't SP be washing utensils. I'm stressed. If you want to eat out at a restaurant, that's the risk you run. That's that just me. That's and that. <laughs> but I ain't got to sit up here and watch. I don't have to see it. Like out of sight, out of mind. Like yeah. so, I saw an article talking about. Uh, Golden Corral was a, a, a trending item on Twitter and it all started because this woman was telling a story about how her mom was passing away and that's where she wanted to go for her last meal and they were all like ew why but then they went and it was a truly it was a nice moment people were obviously shitting on Golden Corral people who don't like buffet style they're like ew whatever but ultimately that whole family element is really part of what their model is doing well yeah right so i was going to say before you made me appalled with saying that you have gone twice recently <laughs> with is family that, is that i might have shitted on i might be shitting on golden crown now and will not pick to go to that but i do remember some of my fondest like family memories being at the golden corral after church everybody was at the golden corral having a good time so yeah. it has a place on our culture yeah. But sometimes, as Marie Kondo says, you have to thank it for what it was and let it go. <laughs> Listen, it's not going nowhere, y'all. If the pandemic didn't stop it, personal things aside, professionally, if they did ramp up their their social media, if they ramped up like what we're talking about today, influencers, they could pivot oh, yeah. again. They could reinvent themselves, and and they would have so much brand equity to build off of for real. Yeah, I agree with that. Have you seen the updates that they're doing to some of their restaurants? They're giving them a facelift. And honestly, yeah. they looking like they look real good. And so I'm excited to see what they do on their own. But I think they should take some of our suggestions. Yeah, I would be very interested in how they switch up how the food is set up to see if you could find a way to make it safer. I was just going to talk about like the emergence of like these dining halls that are popping up everywhere, like in large cities of um, Chicago. Mm-hmm. I know I, I know I've been to a few in Chicago and they're like luxury dining halls, very nice steel buffet, but some, for some reason, they just feel cleaner. <laughs> Golden Corral is essentially like your college cafeteria, right? Like yeah, if you've been yeah. to college, it's the same sort of environment. And I'm pretty sure that Golden Corral just gets a bad rap because of like the name and sort of like visceral reaction that people have when they go to it. Because if the damn thing is your is your cafeteria that you had to eat it, you know, yeah. if you if you went to school, like they both dirty. It's both the same, both the same type of germs. It's like yeah. lurking around. <laughs> I feel like my thing with with Golden Corral is they had carpet, right? They, they had carpet. If they didn't have carpet, it wouldn't feel as dirty because people are dropping stuff on this carpet. There are kids in here. 
Yeah. And this carpet is just giving me bowling alley, skating ring carpet. And I so, feel like the word isn't dirty. I feel like it's unappetizing. And that's yeah, it too. Yeah. Like, it's it's more so like, yeah. Because it's not modern. Anyways, let's help them out. Obviously, they need a little bit of help yeah. to win you two over. Putting aside any cosmetic changes, I think they could do a little bit in a partnership brand to help maybe entice a new generation of people. I agree. I'm interested to hear what you guys have come up with. Ready? One, two, three, go. Oh, it's me. Gotcha. Oh, no. You got three fingers up, too. Got two. No, you don't. Whatever. All right, whatever. And first up to the stage, we have Trisha Nasha Brown with her pitch to Golden Corral CEO <laughs> of how they can revamp. <laughs> okay. So Golden Corral is in a state of emergency. I'm not going to quite call it a, a crisis, but a state of emergency. They could use a little help to get things back running. And I think personally, the person or the man for the job, along with his family, is going to be LeBron James. He has a family that spans generations. And he also, as a brand, he sits between generations. So he has the millennials, but he also can reach Gen Z. He also has his children, Bronnie. He can reach Gen Z. Savannah, she appeals to millennial women, older millennial women who are now at the forefront of their households. They're feeding their families, they're feeding their kids. So from the family perspective and with the updates that Golden Crowd is already making, uh, I think that LeBron James can definitely appeal, like him along with his family can appeal to the masses, especially given that majority of Golden Corral's existing customer base are black retirees. So he's appealing, like even with his mother, like his mom, she's there. She can appeal to that generation of women. His family just spans a large spectrum of like generations that Golden Corral can really leverage them. Something else that I found that could be interesting is if he collabed with um, his best friend, Dwayne Wade, like that's adding another family aspect to the Golden Corral name and just creating that cookout feel, that homey, that just reviving that nostalgia that Golden Corral has. Harry, why are you so, making so many faces at her pitch? <laughs> Unprofessional. Because, because Treasure has pulled out her skills with this one. <laughs> She's taking us on a journey. Not only has she given, so first I'm going to give her her class. Because oh, not, only, not only has she given us one potential collaboration, but she said, imagine the future of their partnerships and that they bring other families into the fold. She has expanded the horizon, the, the connection there. And I was also making faces because I was pissed that she picked LeBron James because that's a smart one. So that was. <laughs> I really, in my heart, feel like Shaq would be the perfect person for, for this partnership. Like he would nail it, I think. You know, I had a lot of difficulty when I was thinking about specific people because I feel like celebrities eat better. You know, so I always wonder who actually eats like a normal person versus who has gourmet food or is a vegan or something like that. Yeah, I honestly had those same thoughts too, right? But I feel like that also gives Golden Corral the opportunity to present themselves as not only can you have these homestyle options, but they can kind of play up the type of food that they offer. Like we have healthy options too and appeal to that. You know, that's mm-hmm. demographic. But I did. I thought about that too. Like, damn, celebrities really do be eating healthy for real. And they yeah. be eating fancy meals for real. But yeah, I think LeBron James and his little family do, family unit, they could they could do something for Golden Corral. 
Okay. Okay. And that was pitch number one, LeBron James at Golden Corral. Okay. Love it. All right. Patricia, okay. ready? One, two, three, go. All right. And now we have pitch number two coming from contestant F, Patricia. An unlikely pairing grabs the attention of people. It makes news lines. You get the benefit of contrasting visuals. And for this reason today, I'm pitching a Weight Watchers Golden Corral collaboration. We are currently in a phase of anti-diet culture. We have a lot of people coming forward and a lot of dietitians helping combat poor food relationships in the midst of fad weight loss diets and products, despite Weight Watchers being in that brand space, uh, we have a lot of people who are acknowledging that a balanced lifestyle is really the best way for long-term health. You know, moderation is key. Having balance, not having a negative relationship with food, what's good, what's bad. So I propose a Weight Watchers collaboration that starts with an actual product. So I think it would be interesting if Golden Corral had different plates, similar to a Weight Watchers portion plate that you could kind of visually see, whether it's a smaller plate or whether it has markings on the plate, how to portion your plates and perhaps mark which items are in line with their point system. I know they were at a free point situation at one point where foods, vegetables, chickens, like healthy foods were zero points and you were unlimited. So maybe they could mark certain things like that, which if you're not a Weight Watchers customer, you could still reap the benefits of. But also just Weight Watchers has reinvented itself many times just in response to people wanting more of a lifestyle brand, not necessarily restricted eating, which we have proven doesn't work. So I think a collaboration like that could kind of change the service model a little bit. Perhaps they would even change up how their servers operate. I had an idea that maybe instead of constantly going to the buffet, maybe you start off with like a little charcuterie with some of the offerings and a little mouche-bouche of what Golden Crowd has to offer and kind of promote some family time talking. Maybe there's an activity at the table. Maybe there's um, some type of social media engagement on the napkin dispensers, something to kind of get conversations going, have a little bit to eat. So it's not like charge and have people out there <laughs> ready to fill up three plates, just waiting for the plates to come before they set off. Okay. Finally, working with what they have already, I think Golden Corral could introduce a smoothie bar into their dessert area. A lot of people are into smoothie bowls and maybe they could um, use the fruit in the post they have, blend things up, let you do toppings, go to town, and have an emphasis on what their healthier options are that could be delicious and visually appealing. Oh, okay, 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 SB. Thank you, thank you. I love that. We love a creative pivot. Yeah, you said brand collaboration, okay. Mm -hmm. And I, I really love that for Golden Corral because there's such an opportunity there. I think one of the reasons why Golden Corral started to become on the decline is because people were worried about overeating and health has become on the forefront of a lot of that. So that's an interesting way for them to pivot and to, to appeal to people who are like health conscious. I mean, buffets do get a bad rap, but it's also a reality. You might be in a place where there's tons of food around and 
something mm-hmm. like that shouldn't be avoided. You should learn how to manage and or work with that situation. All right. So that's two. So far we had LeBron James X Golden Corral and Weight Watchers X Golden Corral. I'm ready for the last one. Mm-hmm. I'm we are. Let's see what you got, Jeremy. He's smiling. I feel like he's going to be good. <laughs> like, yeah, he knows it's going to be good. No, shut up. Here it is. <clears throat> Welcome to Bowden Burrell. <laughs> Bowden Burrell is a collaboration between your favorite Golden Corral and your other fave, Cardi B. And you may be a little curious, like, why Cardi B? Well, for, for parents in the pandemic, the only thing they want for their kids right now is exposure and not exposure to COVID, but exposure to the world, exposure to things that's going on. And what's the best way to expose them is the different types of food. And that's what you get at Golden Corral variety because there's a little bit for everybody. And just like Cardi B and all her music, it's a little bit for everybody. So what you can get from the Bowden Burrell meal is that, of course, it comes with chicken wings standard. It comes with a garden salad, macaroni in that pot, because you know it's gushy, as well as carrots as a sort of vegetable. And for a drink, we have cranberry juice. And now this comes with four meals, one for Cardi, one for Offset, one for Culture, and then one for the new baby. See, your whole family can eat. Your whole family can eat as part of this Cardi B Bowden Burrell meal. Bowden Burrell. Okay. Bowden Burrell meal. Jeremy, you're touching on something that is very prescient. They are doing more takeaway meals. So you could technically order that and have it set up and given to you and know what you're getting already. That's Mm -hmm. cool. I can get behind that. It's a good time for everybody, you know? Everybody gets to eat what they want. Everybody, like, one of the hardest things I feel like for any family is picking a place that matches everybody's diet. And today, people got hella diets. And so... We need opportunities where everybody can go in and, you know, get what they want. And we can just have fellowship over a meal without mom having to break her back, cooking every damn thing. Because Southern says, like, they fish this way. Southern says, don't eat this. Southern says, only eat chicken tennis. The other one, don't eat dairy this week. We don't need to sure. be doing all of that. And you can have it right here at the Bowden Burrell. Bowden Burrell. <laughs> I like that. That's so funny because the fact that you brought up like pre-packaged or like pre pre-made meal types and then SP talked about Weight Watchers and I when you first said Weight Watchers, I'm like, not go to go to Corral. I was about to say go to Burrow. Not go to <laughs> go to Corral, do a meal prep for people to wait lose weight. And so just a mixture of both of y'all's ideas. Well, that could I be interesting that. too. Yeah, there's a lot here. Go to this is why I love creative jams because we all have such different takes on things. We all like come up with ideas and then see other see potential in each other's ideas. Because I would never have thought about that with the meal prep, but that's a very natural extension of the idea. We just brought three groundbreaking, earth-shattering ideas to the table, and just like any good client, they're probably gonna take all three and only pay us for one. But, but in a little bit spirits, we're going to do a little bit of dot voting. So we get, we each get two votes. So I could vote for Jeremy and Treasure. Or you can vote for yourself twice. SV, you look like you've been taken by storm. <laughs> what is the confusion on your face? Well, I, I'm trying to figure out the math of it. I don't feel like these numbers are right. Let's just vote. Now, nah, you don't vote for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
saying. It don't make no sense. I should have voted for myself. Right. You petty. You, the rule is you can't vote for yourself. That's, that's not what you said. The winner of this pitch competition is Weight Watchers collaboration with Golden Corral. And, and it's not really. It's rigged. I voted for myself. <laughs> now, hey, when okay. politicians run, they vote for themselves, don't they? Now, it's a vote of confidence. Now, system. What I will say is, I did think that Weight Watchers and Golden Corral is a very smart collaboration. But I didn't choose it because I don't think it fits our target market. Like, I think it would fit parents mm. or like the older crowd who are trying to like be conscious about their weight. But for Gen Z, they probably don't fuck about Weight Watchers. And that's just my like assumption. I felt the same way when I was thinking about it. I'm like, this is an older, it's a mature brand for older people as well. But mm-hmm. it's been around for the same amount of time. But I also am not sure that Gen Z is the ones who need to be on Golden Corral. Because they don't have families, you know, and that's so much of the appeal. Like they're younger, but they don't have multiple mouths to feed picky people. I don't think that they are necessarily our target. So so I I started there too, right? So as as I started thinking about like, who is Gen Z? And what I focused on was the like 18 to 24 year olds, because some of those are families. Like some of them do have children young and whatnot, and they're looking for these like, avenues where they can feed their family for cheap and also expose them to, to different things. And so I think there is, there definitely is like a smaller segment of people, but there is a population of Gen Z who are like older and do and then do have kids. Uh, sure. I think it definitely like would not be, I don't think if Golden Crow was to do this, they would target Gen Z at all because it doesn't match their vibe. I think some of them, maybe they're for this marketing, I think their new prototype concept we were talking about earlier is probably going to be the like, this is our sort of like younger generation push to try to, you know, get them into the funnel of Golden Corral. But like for older folks, you know, who they're bread and butter, they probably would do this way. You know, it's very interesting. We talk about this because when we, even when we were doing these type of pitches all the time, some brands just are less amenable to innovation, disruption, and doing something that's too far removed from what they view themselves as. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of why, yes, I voted for myself. It was a vote of confidence that this is probably more likely what they would be comfortable with. In addition to it kind of benefiting both brands, because I, mm-hmm. I, I wondered how would it benefit, they don't really have tons of money, so how would it benefit like a megastar or like like in either of those avenues? Outside of the exposure, I guess, but they have that, you know, they have that in droves. So if we go back to talking about uh, like what informed our decisions, like, you know, our decision-making process for our new crown champ of Weight Watchers, what are some of the considerations? Oh, let's just like get into your mind about your process of getting down to Weight Watchers. Like, what are some of those things that went into it? Well, I guess we start with the strength of SWOT analysis. So I, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. I knew they had a strong fan base and I knew that they were inclusive, you know, of different races and disabilities. It was really kind of like the great equalizer, in my opinion. When I go, I see people of all ethnicities, all ages there. And I think that's working for them. As far as weaknesses, I know people find it gross. You know, I know their social media operation isn't there. And then the whole idea of a buffet has a bad reputation, but they had an opportunity because of anti-diet culture. People are learning more about intuitive eating and 
that means that no food is bad. So the whole buffet model isn't such a pariah. Finally, I kind of was thinking about the opportunity. Um, like social media influencers, they're all about aesthetics. I even went down a rabbit hole of fashion and how the early 2000s are making a comeback. So maybe like Golden Corral could kind of make a comeback. And that wasn't my first idea though, actually. Initially, I was thinking of maybe like a game show or like a Food Network collaboration focused around food photography and making every plate look attractive. And then I was thinking maybe actual attractive plates. There's just one lady, the Pioneer Woman. And she has a line of like very colorful, pretty plates at Walmart. And she's had like a lot of seasons of her show. So I was kind of thinking about the serving wear element. But then I landed on the Weight Watchers. I think they already have like a portion plate prototype out there. And I feel like that's something that could be mass produced and kind of familiarize people with the concept and be advertisement for Weight Watchers, as well as help Weight Watchers. They kind of signed a petition about food waste and food donations recently. And I think that that's something that they've been working on. So that's kind of where I was going with that. So you always sound like there's a lot of just like understanding the brand and sort of like how they're, what they're doing in the market, what are some opportunities for them, what's sort of happening out there. Yeah. Them. What about you guys? Did you guys feel like you had to pick somebody Black because of the target market or because of the consumers? No, I felt like I wanted to pick somebody black just because and Cardi B isn't like all the way black. But <laughs> to that question, <laughs> I felt like I wanted to pick somebody white, but I just didn't know enough white people. <laughs> yeah, that was also that was also a thing too, because because like <clears throat> part of my process was um, you know, when we started this off, one of the targets was Janina. Like, I don't know a lot about gen z right like and like and like even down to like what is the gen z age range and sort of like cap it off so i did a lot of just like what is the age range like what are some of the things they're interested in not not <clears throat> that sounds like from the lane sort of way like you're not in touch but just like essentially like what is on their mind like what are some things that's on their mind to get into it and one of those things ended up being the like young parents so i read you know i think it was an article about vice and they were just talking about like they had babies during the pandemic and like what were the summer fears for like them opening back up into the new world and one of the biggest things were like exposure to things because they feel like their child was just like caged off didn't get to like you know meet a lot of people try a lot of different things and so they had like a lot of anxiety just around that right and i was like okay that's a small little audience like let's sort of like put it in my back pocket and then kind of see how golden corral is doing socially so i went on tiktok like having golden corral just like scroll through what people did and there's this trend of people like testing out different stuff at Golden Corral. Like they do like plate hauls, essentially. Only place you can do some of that is Golden Corral, right? Like you can just give whatever the fuck you want and do like taste testing of a bunch of different things. So I was like, great. I got my, like, I got my little segment. I kind of know how Golden Corral is like operating socially within this space with this crowd. Who would be somebody who like sort of fits that like good time, you know, is a young parent you know, have some of these things in mind that could sort of get them through it. And so one of the biggest influences on Gen Z is like celebrities. So whether that is actual celebrities, people that we usually see as celebrities or influencers. So I tried to get like figure out who an influencer was, but I just, just it was too tough to try to find like family influencer that does this. And then it seemed like 
they named their child McCarlathan and stuff like that. I was trying to find someone, you know, who actually seen what they ate at the fucking Golden Corral. It was between Cardi B and Tiana Taylor. So I had two versions and Golden and Cardi B won this one out. More people will know who she is too. Yeah. Tiana Taylor is definitely like a, a niche group of people. Yeah. Very much so. Very much so. For me, my process it happened subconsciously because I was like scouring the web for white people who would resonate. So I was thinking like, I feel like country artists and I don't know, I don't know why I felt like country artists would attract a certain crowd of people because I, I did know that, you know, their demographic at the time, I didn't know it was black until you just told me SP because the, the article I read in Business Insider, I might've just skimmed over the black part, but I just saw 65 year old men and automatically resorted to country, <laughs> country artists. I don't know. That might be a bias. That but I they have, also but I are in the South. So country, country artists would make us a lot of sense too. Yeah. Shit, it could have been Darius Rucker's ass. That's what I'm saying. I could see a Darius Rucker or a Blake Shelton loving Blake it. Shelton. That's what I said. Or like a Tim McGraw. I could see him all I at the it. I said Blake Shelton for sure. Something about that just didn't feel right. And I had, you know, the last time we had this conversation about Golden Corral, we touched on the family topic. So I'm like, well, let me just go back to that family aspect. And then I started thinking about different families and I landed on Reba. And then I'm like, nah, because she's like outdated. These young kids don't know who lips she is. Are in the past. <laughs> who I am is changing fast. Who I am is who, who I want to be. Oh, uh, single mom who works too hard. He loves her kids and never stops. Which hands? I'm a survivor. But yeah, I was like, no, nah, these young kids don't—they probably don't have appreciation for Reba. And so I started thinking about people who span across not only demographics but also generations. And LeBron James just was like a person who. He attracts not only Black people and not only young people, but also older millennials and like white people and Black people and everybody, you know, everybody else too. So I'm like, damn, that might be a good good idea. So I kind of slept on it a little bit more. And I was like, yeah, LeBron James is the one. And then I, the opportunity for the Dwayne Wade uh, collaboration, just that's very organic and just also just knowing how trailblazing his family is right now in the media and on social media amongst mm-hmm. Gen ears, I thought that that would help too a little bit. So that's where my train of thought was. It just was family and people who can reach multiple, like tap into different markets and how can we bring more people in? That's why I think I really, I really like the LeBron James ones because I think it had a lot of similarities with the thing that I was talking about. But the one piece is sort of missing is like the familial spirit, which I think is at the core of Golden Corral's like just brand, right? It's about the family. Like it's it's not about the meal, it's about the people who you're having the meal with. And mm-hmm. I think that definitely resonates with like LeBron James and his family, like more so than I think Cardi B. She kind of just like she'll be good, she'll be going to Corral after after the club. It was the Think of the Kardashians and go immediately now. <laughs> <laughs> and I was telling Tyra, I, was like, I think it was like Kylie Jenner and Golden Corral. And he was like, 
Do you think her ass need to go cry? I said, you're right. right. It crossed my brain, too. You know what? It crossed my brain, but they seem, like, super restricted in their eating. I remember hearing a a story of them, like, bringing spray bottles to, like, ruin their food after they had eaten half of it or something like that, like, just to, like, cut their calorie intake, ruin the food, and then, like, never bring it home, stuff like that. I could see them doing something like that just because Kardashian is also like LA. But with these collaborations, I feel like there's an authentic- authenticity factor that needs to happen. It's like we talked about in the first episode with Sweetie, where it's like, this makes sense for her because it is something that she already does organically. Like she, she eats these, these like nasty foods. Where the Kardashians, like if they were to just pop up with Golden Corral, everybody would be like, did y'all need a check? Y'all need to check y'all out. <laughs> y'all gone broke and it stinks. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't even imagine them sitting at one of those tables. That's what no. I'm saying. They'll That's be so what I'm saying. Could you imagine Kylie Jenner Stormy? You look like mommy, baby. Eating a golden corral? No. No, not with at a plate all. and then a, a little mini plate that's just the same uh-huh. version. Stormy, <laughs> you're eating like mommy, baby. Eating like mommy, baby. That's I'm. I hate it. <laughs> that's what I heard she say. <laughs> that's funny. Well, it looks like Weight Watchers has won the competition for today, and will be in. Even though she did a little cheating with herself, I think. Not only that, she's voting for myself. That's not an influencer. (laughs) Yeah. I also just wonder, and I think maybe that's why I ended up with a brand, a company versus a person. I wonder, does anybody have enough influence to to kind of combat all that Golden Corral has going against them? You have to kind of make it about something different because everyone already knows what they have to offer. And most people are like immediately no or like ill. Could you really be convinced to go there? If you weren't already going there? I think in different ways, right? Because, so one of the biggest things about why celebrity sort of collaborations are popping up now is to drive, one is to get Gen Z, but the other reason is to drive sales of digital apps. So a lot of brands already have digital apps like McDonald's or whatnot, and they're looking for people to, you know, download the app, use them, because they're finding that if you download the app and if you use it, you're more likely to use it again and again. So it's not about that initial dollar. It's about the dollars after that. Mm-hmm. And so Golden Crow also has a mobile app, which is like, it's all right. Like if you're looking for a specific food, you know, want, if you want meatloaf, you ain't going to find meatloaf nowhere else, but at the Golden Crow, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I think if they were following the same path and wanted to like, uh, uh, you know, get people on their mobile app to get like to go orders, they might have to jazz it up a little bit. Like y'all remember at the, the heat of the pandemic when um, Chuck E. Cheese had a similar problem. And so they changed their name. And this could be rumor, but it sounds- They went on DoorDash and they were they selling went the pizza. On DoorDash yep. and they changed their name to Pasquale's Pizza. And people mm-hmm. were like, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Well, Chuck E. Cheese's pizza is really good. It is. Like, but you know, in, like, in Chuck E. Cheese lore, if so- I guess, I don't know when the last time y'all was in Chuck E. Cheese, but like the name of the pizza place inside of Chuck E. Cheese is actually called Pasquale's Pizza because the dude playing the drum's name is Pasquale and like he owned the, he owned the pizza joint inside the place. But if, if, if it were to say Chuck E. Cheese, who was going to buy it? 
maybe treasure because she said it was good. <laughs> maybe it's good. the last time I had it. I mean, I haven't had it in probably like thirteen years, which is crazy. Of course, it was good thirteen years ago. You had oh, it was like good. exponentially good. Like damn, like, yeah, I mean, no, it was. It <laughs> was good. Like back in the day, I remember it was good. But like, if I brought my adult mouth to Chuck E. Cheese. So we have a rep for Chuck E. Cheese and Golden Corral in the chat. I love that for both of y'all. Let's go ahead and wrap this up so we all can eat some <laughs> eat, eat some dinner. So this one of the main things that we sort of have been trying to understand, like the celebrity collaborations and whatnot, is like the authenticity of it all, like how authenticity matters when like doing these pairings because they have to seem true to some extent. After going through this golden crowd process, like how would y'all rank authenticity as, you know, a factor into these collaborations? I for one think authenticity still, like it still matters because as we talked about like their Kardashians, like it might attract people, but it don't make fucking sense. I think authenticity definitely matters. Like people have to feel like these people are actually going to Golden Corral for them, for their fan base to buy into it. Like if my, if like LeBron James's fan base doesn't buy into the fact that he's eating that Golden Corral, they're not going to buy Golden Corral. Just like they had to believe that he actually drinks Sprite for Sprite sales to continue to soar every time they put out a new collaboration with LeBron James, you know, like got to believe it. So authenticity definitely matters. Yeah, I agree. Part of us doing this this assignment and in general, the, the homework assignments that we're doing is to dig deeper into the brand phenomenon that is today and how people are consuming brands and wanting to be consumed by them. And authenticity is where it's at. People are always clocking what brands do. So they're not going to spend their money and time on something that is not like a genuine desire of theirs or rooted in some type of passion or genuine interest. It's always interesting to like dust off our thinking caps like this and try to like get hypothetical with things. I mean, who knows? An exec from Golden Corral could be listening. The next thing we know, we see fucking LeBron James, the Weight Watchers out here <laughs> having collaborations <laughs> and they better run us a check. They better. Last question for today. Would you like to see more of these collaborations in the future? Yes. Immediately, yes. I don't think that there's a future where these brands cannot be intermingling because as a single person, even today, we were talking about all these different brands that we like to use and want to buy and things we have. Each person has a portfolio of brands that they support. So the brands themselves should have a portfolio of collaborators. Seniors, not yeah. genius, but seniors. Oh. <laughs> you really just took it real, like, real far but <laughs> i agree sp these brands have to be mingling with the people that they're mm -hmm. trying to attract so these restaurants are on the new frontier they're shifting we'll see how that happens i do think the the collab is going to be where it's at and remodels shout out to pasquale's pizza that about wraps up this episode of the creative block thanks to everybody for joining us uh on these Thanks for walking the wintry streets to join us today here on the block. We know it's cold outside. If you like what you hear, go ahead and please give a five-star rating, you know, at the bottom of the page. You can find us on all of your social media channels, specifically Instagram at the Creative Block Podcast, as well as we're on LinkedIn now, because we know that's where the job honeys are at. 
as well as people looking for things like this. Episodes drop each and every Thursday. And remember, they're released in two parts, with the first part being a little more conceptual and the second part where we have a lot of fun. Anything else from the peanut gallery? All right. Do y'all, have, do y'all want to say goodbye? <laughs> That's right. We'll talk to y'all next week. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Bye. I'm so hungry. I'm so, I'm so hungry. I need food. I'm so hungry. I'm so, I'm so hungry. What it do? I'm hungry. I'm really, really hungry. I'm hungry. I need something. Something in my stomach. I'm so hungry. I'm so, I'm so hungry. Chicken soup.